passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Mike Chipos, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Welcome back, Ankle Pickers. We're here for another interview with, at this point, he's an ankle picker himself. Jonathan Pierce, how are you? Doing good. How y'all doing? Doing really good. Even better now that you're here again. And we have some interesting, I would say, fight news. So, We heard that your fight got scratched. We were about to get a petition going between all the ankle pickers to get you another one. And lo and behold, it already happened. You're now fighting Christian Rodriguez, making his UFC debut. We're excited just to hear your thoughts on it to begin with. I mean, humbling some fresh meat here. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make all his dreams come true. He don't have a hole next to his name. It's his debut. I'm gonna have fun with this one. Oh, I'm pumped. Yeah, we're we're beyond excited. So we there's just a lot of questions that I know a lot of the listeners have. Just even like how hard it is to get a fight after it's scratched on on short notice. Did you have to really petition for a fight, or were they instantly looking to get you a replacement? So three weeks from I think the the day of the fight, uh, he pulled. So, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Jeremy Stevens, I think, is out of his camp. That fought Julian Rosa. Uh, Rosa got by the night. He missed weight. Oh, oh, um, no, not Jeremy Stevens, but um, what was his name? Uh, Peterson. Stephen Peterson. Stephen Peterson. So, uh, that guy right there is his teammate, and I figured getting him ready for that fight got hurt. Maybe got knocked out or Mm. something on the back spin-ins or something that's the only thing i can think you know or what's the other thing you know yeah that's what so uh that's that's the two things that i'm thinking and like i'm not gonna put no pressure on him if he don't fight me you know he don't have to fight me but he's not looking too good on in the boss's eyes right now you know so because we never we scheduled this fight like two fights or two weeks after my last fight. You know what I mean? So like we we're ready to go. Like I, I was tired of waiting that long. You know, I think I should have had an extra one in in between this. Definitely. It's always better to stay active. Were you ever worried that the UFC wasn't going to be able to find you a new opponent? It's just like, man, I need to get paid. I have a fight since September. This full-time job for me. Like, I might do, like, Instacart on the side or, like, do hold some mids. But for the most part, like, this is what I do. It's 
So, uh, so did you tell them like anyone and everyone if they accept I'm in, or is there any kind of criteria they, that you give the UFC? They, as soon as they sent me the name, like I was ready to go. Like I didn't even watch film. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, let's do it. You know what I mean, <laughs> I got. I'm ready to work, and I need to work. You know what I mean. And it's interesting you hinted towards it because it's kind of something that I think about sometimes when all of a sudden, you know, there's that, that not, I don't want to say phantom injury. Cause like you said, he was helping people train who knows, but you, you, you went. And I, too, I had back, like I hurt my nerves in my back, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? To way too much weight, you know what I mean? So like, like I could have pulled out at the same time he did, but I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm hurt every time I go in that cage it's just, you know, like, are you are you going to sit on the bench and watch everybody else compete and then be all sour about it? Or are you going to get out there and roll the dice, you know? So, and I've wrestled for a long time. Like, you're not, you're maybe 80%, you right. know? And then on top of that, you got to, like, I'm 157 pounds right now. You know, I got to drop a lot of weight. So, people don't, people don't look at that neither. They're like, oh, these guys, I could do so good. I could do so much better. Well, yeah, well, the guys in the NFL, they're all, eating you know Mm -hmm. there is no there is no weight classes you know that's why you're seeing the little dude get killed by a big guy right yeah Uh, yeah go ahead dan so i'm glad you mentioned the little versus big kind of comparison are you expecting to have a substantial size advantage here fighting a former bantamweight that is i mean also had trouble making weight his past two times i think missed contender series and then a catch weight 150 pound his last time out well, you know, the contender series guy that he fought is my teammate. That's Tracy's little brother. Ooh. And, uh, like, I trained with him for that camp, and I trained with him the other day. And he's, like, a he's a good fighter. And, like, I know I know what I bring into this fight. And, like, I'm 30 years – like, I'm about to be 30 years old. This guy's, like, 24. The difference right there in what happens to your body is, like, very significant. So, I feel like that's going to be – a huge factor like I'm and I'm tower over him he's five seven I'm six foot like but I gotta respect his reach I gotta respect the, the game you know what I mean I can't I can't just act like this guy ain't nobody because then that's when you get that's when you get your lights put out so I think I respect the guy but I'm predicting first round finish on this one Oh, I love the prediction. And, and so another question is you obviously spent time training and planning for one fighter and three weeks out, is this the shortest prep time you've had for a fight? No. Uh, maybe this was exactly the same as Kai Kamaka. Oh, okay. I Sean Woodson originally, and then he got hurt like this guy. Yeah. Seriously, and no, and no one says like you. And I ask, I ask because I want to know. I want to know if he's got COVID. I want to know if something happened to his family. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not out of my place when I go right. do what I want to do. So um, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, it's good to have. I'm, I met because we all saw the Kai Kamaka performance, obviously, TKO ground pound. So it's probably hopefully helps the nerve, not nerves, but having that experience under your belt in that short notice fight. Um, it also, this fight kind of reminds me of you really – I mean, you've obviously had two phenomenal finishes in a row, and now you're fighting an undefeated newcomer. This could really propel you in that. I mean, obviously, lingo is who knows, but it's 
are you looking to look at, look, this is what i'm looking at yeah. this was gonna be on this card or is or whatever he missed white against me and then austin lingo like and then there's sean woodson dude like honestly like those guys don't even excite me you know what i mean like i'm not excited to like oh i might lose you know what i mean i better train hard i'm more like i might eat an extra brownie because i'm you know i'm fighting these guys you know but like that's not good for me as a as my career but like as the paychecks like yeah i need i need more paychecks coming so if i could have like three or four more fights this year and then like the last one sad four fights on the last one i would like to fight the top 15 like that's like my trajectory of the year that's what i would like and stay at 145 pounds like yeah i'll do a catch weight yeah i'll fight patty mill or anybody else like that but you just gotta like you know you gotta be smart about when you do those things i just jumped in on lozon and, and i feel like it really killed my steam and if i would have just came out say i was supposed to fight uh charles arosa mm. saying that right so like yeah. i would I would have been undefeated in the UFC right now. It'd have been a huge thing. I knocked out my contender guy, had the most significant strikes on contender until he fought again and got whooped even worse than I whooped him. And you know, so, like, I'm doing big things. Like, I'm I'm happy with where I'm at and what I'm doing. I think the thing that's holding me the most right now is I'm about to have that five fight mark. So, like, a significant strikes per minute. Uh, takedowns per minute most takedowns ever um coolest takedown ever like what what's what is there you know what i mean so like i'm i'm that's what i want to like do this year because i don't i'm not so much inter interested at going running straight to the top 15 because i see what happens to darren till i see what happens to these yeah. guys i'm gonna take more of a sugar approach and i'm gonna take the time to develop my name and I would rather take more fights, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I might not be fighting the top-notch guy this weekend, but I just fought Omar, and and I guarantee you they're not going to give me Austin Lingo next. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. they gave, like, they gave me Kaya Kamaka, and I think kind of honestly, like, I thought Kaya Kamaka was a 35-er. Yeah. You know, and I think he could make 35. It's a lot. It, it would be a lot on him, but I think he could do it. But – uh. You know, so it's hard. I, I think I'm going to get a real tough matchup after this, but I, I'm ready and that excites me. That's why I do this. Uh, that's that's why I love fighting Omar because it made me so much better when that happened. You know, when I w had to go out there and fight him and I thought, oh man, I can't lose this one, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, though, is this isn't the thing that's nice is they're giving you an undefeated prospect and they said I, we were talking about how in the contender series it's like they were non-stop gassing this guy up and and it's so I think it's a lot of respect on your name that they're like oh this is a test you know what I mean this is a real test for your UFC debut yeah um I think and, I'm just I'm just for me like I feel like it's no fun beating up your little brother you know I mean? <laughs> that, that's, and, that's kind of how it is I know so there's a little bit more pressure because I know, and like, that's how it should go. Now I just got to go do it. And I got to cut weight and all the, you know. Right. And the thing is too, is him being like you mentioned, Kai Kamaka being that you felt like he was 35. I mean, this man did spend time at 35. I think when, well, I mean, obviously he's still got to make weight, but come 
come fight night, I think during stare offs, you're going to be significantly bigger. Like you said, six foot over five, seven. By the time um, we get back in the cage, I'm going to be like at 75 and I doubt that he gets up to 50, you know, and that's yeah. what, that's what happened with me and Lozon. You know what I mean? So like, if y'all are listening out there, like, and you're a casual fan, like you got to pay attention to these things. Yeah, that's a great note. That is definitely something worth paying attention to. You said you hadn't watched any tape. So you mentioned that you said you hadn't watched any tape when you uh, originally signed. Um, yeah. have, have you since watched a, a couple of those fights? Uh, I just watched The Contender, and then I looked on YouTube a little bit, but that's so old and so hard to find. That I'm just like, I watched like a few minutes of the first round of Contender, and I was like, that's all I need to know because that's my <laughs> And, uh, and I watched the second round, and I'm just at that point. I, I was just excited to call everybody, and be like keep watching because like I'm I'm, got, I'm gonna fight, you know. So it's not off because I didn't want to tell a lot of people that I was off because I didn't want anybody to not watch. I wanted people to see uh, my progression. Right. Because like and they, what uh, are, uh... they got COVID on the card because there was three forty-five fights, so I was ready to go. Oh, nice. That, okay. Yeah, so you were going to, because I know, I think, I think you mentioned, you, you were scheduled to fight Gabriel Benitez, right? A couple fights ago. Yeah. And so that could have been a potential spot. I know, yeah, there's a couple 45ers up the list of the card, but I'm just excited to see your career continue to just take form. I like that. It's interesting to see that you want to take that Sugar Sean O'Malley approach and just really, you know, take four, you said four fights this year, potentially? Yeah, like, if I fight this one, I'm, I'm going to smoke this guy. Probably <laughs> and, like, I need a little vacation after this. This has been a long, like, with all the changes and stuff. I want a little vacation, but I don't want to be, like, I'm ready to fight, though. You know, if they give me the call, I'll be ready. I'll just, I would like to go to the beach for a week or something like that, you know, because I've been on vacation in years. So, uh, other than that, dude, like, I'm just ready to rumble. Like, I just feel like where my name isn't as big as it should be, you know, JSP this year, we're going to build it and we're going to, we're going to get those fights that is going to make me more popular and, you know, and we're going to do whatever we can to help you super do it. Definitely. And with the fight less than six days away, what's uh what's your schedule? Like fight week when are you traveling to Vegas? Um, tomorrow I travel, like I'll fly out midday, and then, uh, yeah, just chill out there and try to pass the time as fast as possible. And right now, I just want to get in the town portal and fight. I'm just ready to fight. <laughs> this weekend's fights in the Super Bowl and eating and now it's Valentine's Day. It's it, it was great, but at the same time, I would like to eat and do all the other things that everybody else is doing. But I gotta wait. So I'm excited. That's what I'm most excited about. Just eating. And Definitely. And when you get out there, do you do kind of most of your fight week work uh, in the in the PI or do you gotta like, go to a local I like, gym or I like to go to the PI. Um they'll like shuttle us out to the PI. And then um there's like a little gym at the hotel with like a treadmill. So if I can hit that first thing in the morning, just uh trim, you know, I'm just trying to trim off a little bit every day, make little bit of sweat and then go in there i don't i won't really need much work i just want to i just want to go to the pi if my team wants to go to the pi or go 
you get in a hot bath or something. Right on. So as always, thank you so much for coming on. We hope you enjoy your Valentine's Day. I don't know if you're going to go out and eat. I know you said you're 157. And for all the ankle pickers listening out there, tune in. He's opening up the card this weekend at UFC Fight Night, Walker Hill against Christian Rodriguez. And it's seemingly like the prediction is first round finish. So that'll be a, a nice little prop there too at plus big money for your boy JSP. And any final notes you want to add? If Mario Batista's on the card, uh, I think he's a good guy to put your money on. I know he's a favorite. Uh, he's definitely a finisher. I'm definitely a finisher. So uh, I know I'm a huge favorite. I will be a huge favorite. But hopefully him coming in, being 7-0, it won't be. So There you go. couple of finishes right there. Uh, you heard it here first from Jonathan J.S.P. Pierce. Go follow him on all the socials and go buy the merch. I know Parker's going to be outfitted top to bottom, and so is the rest of the ankle pick boys and some JSP merch. Uh, tune in this weekend. Let's go. That was Jonathan JSP Pierce. Thanks again. Another fantastic interview with, I mean, at this point, he's just a member of the podcast, how often he's on. So thanks again. Anything to add there, boys? No. Nah. Just love having them on as always. We're definitely building up a little like ankle pick crew going on. So it's good stuff. It's a fun crew too. Like it's all guys that are up and comers and yeah, I'm excited to see where this thing grows to. Big For things sure. coming. I, um, I actually was going to say before we started recording, I got a couple ideas percolate, percolating a little bit, you know, on the back of the brain stimulation, a little front of the brain stimulation. So big things coming. 2022 is a big year. As long as Danny is continuing to cap in the green to make up for me capping in the red. We have a real, real ticket here. I can do that. Putting That's my best foot forward. <laughs> Keep an eye out for Reese when he's percolating. Oh, it's all about it. All right. Well, with that, let's jump into this week still. Set the spread for UFC Vegas 48, Walker Hill. This Saturday, the, what is it? Saturday, the 19th? 19th, it's looking like. And Still, Kobe, 19. before you even take the words out of my mouth, it's a 3 p.m. start at Central Time. So, I hope uh, 3 p.m. prelims. I hope you're ready to go to bed by 9 p.m. 6 p.m. main card. And it's, it looks like JSP's gotten moved, actually, from Curtain Jerker to prelims main event. So, you can almost guarantee that that one's going to start right about 5.30. So ankle pickers, you know when to tune in. If you're not watching top to bottom, make sure to catch that JSP fight. Anyways, let's get to setting spreads for the main card. We have a 2-2 2022 record. Going to break a tie here today, inevitably. Um, obviously, we had recorded set the spread for, what, 271 out of order. So that was a whole mystery. But we're back on schedule now. 2-2. And our most recent victor was actually, I don't know, Reese. It was Reese. I think, yeah, I think it was this guy. So you'll lead things off for us for our first fight on the main card as of right now. What is this, Tuesday? Coming out a little bit later than normal, but bring it to you nonetheless. Middleweight bout, Joaquin Buckley and Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Talk about an absolute banger of a fight that's been like, we were talking about we were, we were talking about percolating in the beginning. I mean, this thing's been fermenting for a while here. Uh, I know it's supposed to be on a couple of pay-per-view fights. An absolute banger, without a doubt. Assuming uh, Abdul Razak Al-Assad doesn't 
get out in front of himself, which he he has been prone to do. Um, I imagine Joaquin Buckley is going to be a favorite, mainly just because of I want to say, and 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 Dan, you might want to correct me on this if you think I'm wrong, but I think that that highlight reel knockout over Impa has changed the trajectory of this man's career, where everybody seemingly is expecting um, so much from him every time he goes out. The one thing that's weird though, is they have a like opponent in Alexi de Kiriko and it went extremely different. Uh, Bol- Kiriko head kicked Buckley and uh, uh, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan fucking head kicked uh, de Kiriko. So it's, it's, it's interesting. If the MMA math tells you it's, it's uh, Abdul, I'm going to go Buckley's the favorite. I'm going to go slight though. It's mainly just a, I don't trust Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Uh, I'm going to go 145 for Buckley. And, and this is definitely a warm up for me. Cause I, I don't know this. This one was just a shot in the dark. Yeah. I think that's a great line. Um, for me, it's, it's similar to what you said. I think that both of them have a lot of power in the first round. I think that Abdul is more first round knockout or bust while Buckley just seems to carry his power through the 15 minutes better. Um, I like your number. I think these guys are more similar than different. So I'll, I'll go under 135. Uh, y'all are damn close. Going to be point Reese to kick things off today. 152 Buckley. Oh, wow. Poha. That's pretty close to a ding ding without doing twos in there. Right. Yeah. I put, I put, I won't even lie. I put Dan in the blender there because that 150 just felt good and you kind of were, were, I mean, where could you go from there? You know? Yeah. I don't, I wasn't going to go over you. I don't think. Yeah. Second fight on the main card, a lightweight bout, Jim Miller and Nicholas Mota. Dan, go. Jim Miller has got to be one of the most, (laughs) time spent in the octagon of anyone in this sport um, i think he's one yeah that, that would not surprise me at all i think 38 years old he's coming off of a win um in a fight where he, he was a big favorite but before that has lost to joe selecki been special not really top level guys he's good at wrestling he's good at winning minutes but 38 i can't have him as a favorite here against a prospect that's on a three-fight win streak, including a regional scene victory over Joe Selecki, who I, I just mentioned beat Jim Miller. So I'm going to have this homie Mata as the favorite coming off his contender series decision. Yikes. I don't think it's going to be big. Uh, minus 150. Mm. Um, minus 150 for who? For Mata. Mata. Okay. And I know people are probably just like, why is he even asking that? And it's just because with Jim Miller, you really never know you're going to get before Kobe, before I uh, go, I just want to interject and say that Frankie Edgar is one still. Um, but it looks like Jim Miller, if this fight goes 10 minutes is going to pass Max Holloway. So, wow. Yeah. So he's right there for Octagon time. RDA actually, who is supposed to be the main event is second all time for octagon time seven hours in the cage eight minutes which is just ridiculous um anyways so with this one i think 
Dan's get pretty close to on it. It's it's hard because I always tout the experience and you got a guy making his debut versus a guy who has crushed slash fought millions of debut fighters. I'm going to go lower than you, Dan. And it's it's no shot to Mata. I, I actually do think he's going to have a lot of success in this sport. It's just that I think Jim Miller is the top, one of the tougher debut draws you can get. I do know that they have like opponents in, in Joe Selecki. I don't know if you said Vince Pichel. Um, you didn't. didn't. So I know Joe Selecki is a like opponent. Um, and so I, I'm going to go a little bit lower. I think I'm going to go 140 for Mata. Jim Miller plus 120. Interesting here. Mid-January, this one opened up. Miller minus 185. Wow. It's minus 175 now, Mata. Oh, whoa. When you said 175, I was literally reacting already. I was like, ugh. I I thought I just dug myself a hole. Wow. Not today. Huge flip there. So we're late to the game, obviously, just recording on Tuesday at Fight Week. But uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, I was about to say, why the heck are we not getting in these? We're doing them early. We still aren't getting these ones in. This one is the latest one we've done all year. Yeah, so we're not used to fight weeks. I was just saying, man, we both, its seemingly we both would have been on Mata there at a plus line. Yeah. RIP line movement. Heavyweight bout is the third fight on the main card. Parker Porter and Alain Badeau. Reese, go ahead. Hmm. This is one that Dan was joking about in the beginning and joke rightfully so. I have. The next one honestly might be even a bigger joke. (laughs) It is, but like, like what am I even trying to cap here? Like it's, it's two guys. And I know Dan, I'm pretty sure you, I don't think you were saying that Parker Porter was a COVID fighter as much as I was. Um, he, he just I remember seemed, when he was evenly lined or evenly lined with Chris Dawkins. Wild. Um, right? and we were thinking like, oh, who's gonna win this one? It could be either. I, honestly, I think Kobe had Parker Porter in a parlay. I think I was leading Parker Porter. Wild, right? Trajectory. Yeah. And, and then you also were a fan of Josh Parisian and Parker Porter. Yeah, I was gonna that. say that was the third name in there. Yeah. So Porter, I, I know Parisian Par- and Dawkins. I know. I know. Porter's definitely been talked about a lot on this podcast, which is just funny. And then Alan Baudot or Baudet or Boudouet. Uh, I know he fights out MMA factory, but it's like, this has kind of been one of those things too, where we've, I don't want to, he's, we've been saying similar things. Um, I just think that this is the, this is the example of you don't bet this cause it's a heavyweight. I have a feeling that Porter's a pretty heavy favorite. Um, which is shocking to even think about. I just knew he has two good wins in a row in Parisian and then also Chase Sherman, which isn't as good of a win, but still a win nonetheless. And and I think Chase Sherman would probably even be a favorite against Bado. So I'm going to go Parker Porter minus uh, 195. I'm not quite comfortable putting a two in front of that, I don't think. Just because it's heavyweight, honestly. Hmm. I... I think I am going to be comfortable putting a two in front of it for the sole reason that besides uh, Baudot's most recent two fights, his two UFC fights, his whole way up the regional scenes has been at light heavyweight. 
And so I think that a pretty big heavyweight in Parker and a guy who hits like a true heavyweight should be able to get this done pretty easy. Baudot has been like over a plus 300 favorite every single time he's made the walk. I don't think it's going to be a over plus 300, but I think it's going to be mid twos. So I'm going to go. I can already tell I fucked myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go Porter minus two. 50 exactly mid two ding 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 250 Whoa! <laughs> that was fucking shot out of the dark <laughs> and reese minus 200 was the open back mid oh wow okay i guess see we i all are all over it i wasn't comfortable but i guess a lot of people were wild Dang. Co-main event this week is a catch weight about 195. And it is Jamie Pickett, Kyle Dawkins. Mm. Dan, your turn to lead things off with a 2-1 lead. Skinny Dawkins. Uh, the Dawkins family seems to have more hype than I want to give them, which is really interesting. It's especially Kyle. I was about to say, Kyle seems like someone up your alley. Well, no, but Kyle is now on what? He has one win in his last four? Well, he had that Kevin Holland no – wait, we're talking about Kyle the one in the co-main, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had that, like, win, in my opinion, against Kevin Holland, but that was the headbutt. Um, Oh, right, 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 then That counts. Yeah, and then uh, he lost to Brendan Allen. Hold on, let me pull up the topology. Ooh, and he lost to Phil Hawes. Phil so Hawes he's, you're right. So he's he's one, two, and one in the UFC with this. But, the, but the Kevin Holland, we I I can give him that one for me. He that was one that really surprised me. I think we were really high on Kevin Holland there. No, I actually had Dawkins by sub in that one, and it was Dawkins by sub, and it was one of the worst beats of my life. I think I actually cried that night. <laughs> <laughs> I was high on, on Kevin Holland and I ate my, I ate my words. Okay. So with that kind of reframe of mind, I, I can see why there's still this hype around these two brothers. I mean, Chris is a little bit derailed because Derek Lewis just disposed of him, but <laughs> um, yeah, Kyle can bang if, if he could do that to Kevin Holland, who's definitely a, a capable striker at middleweight. Um, Jamie Pickett's good with combinations, but I mean, if I'm putting the pieces together out loud, he's just not on the same level of a striker as Kevin Holland and not even nearly as tough of a task. I don't think he has as much reach. Um, I'm going to go with Kyle as a favorite here. And I'm going to make him minus 180. Mm. I'm nervous. Do we know why it's at catch weight? Does anyone know? Probably because this has to be a short notice replacement fight because I feel like Dalkus is a true is short notice replacement. Yeah, Dalkus is a true one seventy. Yeah, he fights one eighty five, but Pickett is is a humongous one eighty five. Um, so my guess was, you know, Dalkus is that like one eighty five. I might have gone too high. Oh, see, I was. mm, You're scaring me a little bit. I was initially going to go higher. Just because of the fact that I just didn't, I didn't factor in the size disparity. I don't even that think it would matter. Exist. 
I don't think it will matter because we saw a similar thing with uh, Lorena Staropoli. Remember, we were on Staropoli there. Mm-hmm. He looked drastically undersized. And, I mean, it, it, it obviously didn't go his way. Pickett won that fight, but it wasn't, like, that bad. I, we're talking about a guy who got knocked out in a minute to the Hollywood Ninja, Jordan <laughs> Wright. Like, I mean, Jamie Pickett's a guy that constantly underwhelms me because his reach is freakish. His athleticism is freakish. His size is freakish. And he's just not good. I mean, it, it really is that simple. It's, it, it astounds me. Now, Dalkus, on the other hand, is a phenomenal grappler. And we've seen him grapple with the likes of Brandon Allen. And obviously, again, that fight didn't go his way. But in, in a lot, I mean, they had Dalkus in that fight. Oh, he was plus a shitload. He was plus 240. And people thought, like, I remember I thought Brandon Allen by sub or Brandon Allen by um, KO or whatever. And he hung in there, revert, had a couple great reversals on the mat. I mean, he, he can grapple. And so I think this is a bad matchup for Jamie Pickett. And I actually was going to go a lot higher than you. I was going to put, oh, like, a three in front of it because Pickett's that trash. But because of how confident you are, and I don't want to price his right want I don't want to come across as confident. Well, you said it, you should go even lower from 190. So I just gotta, when I th- started thinking about the size, yeah, I gotta come down from 300. <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, Dalkus minus 270. I'll still give you some room. Reese is gonna even things up, opened and still sitting at minus 250. Dalkus, let's go. Okay, need it, need it, need it. Thank you for saving me off that three. I still would have banked it just barely, but thank you. Um, 2-2 going into the main event, light heavyweight bout, Johnny Walker and Jamal Hill. Reese is going to lead things off, and Dan Mm. is going to make the decisive high or low. See, so I think that this could potentially be a a pick-em fight at at a certain point in their career. I think that Jamal Hill, right after the Paul Craig fight, and I think – if, if, if he matched up with Johnny Walker, like after the Misha Serkinov flying knee, this would be a pick em or Johnny Walker being a, a, a favorite. Johnny Walker has since been exposed. He has since fallen from the graces. And although we changed his approach, and, and I don't think people are factoring in enough that gym, that gym switch to SGB Ireland or SBG Ireland, I, 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 I do think that Hill's gotta still be the favorite. I I took Hill against Paul Craig. I got played, and then I took Jimmy Crute against Hill and got played. Um, so this guy just plays me no matter whatever side I pick. I imagine Jamel Hill's gonna be a favorite. I think I'm gonna go 170, Dan, and that's mm. because I wouldn't play higher, and I also don't think I would play lower. I think 170 is a spot where. I'm comfortable not laying off this fight. I, hmm, 170. I'm looking at this a little bit differently, I guess. I kind of want to throw away that Paul Craig loss just mm. because of how freak it was, that arm injury, you know? But the arm injury is because he got absolutely caught. I mean, it, it was going to be – it ended up being a ground and pound, but in my opinion, he did get subbed, you know? Yeah. I mean, he I don't think Johnny Walker is is is, is going to try and submit Jamal Hill. I guess is, is where I'm coming from. No, I agree. I'm comfortable going over you a little bit. 
170? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go all the way up to two. Wow. Flat two. But I I I think that you look at these their records in the last four and it's just one-sided. Wow. Okay. See, I was nervous about going 170 because I think gun to my head, I have to pick a side. I probably try to go under that. Johnny Walker just looked so bad. I know, but when he looks good, he looks great. I guess the, the honest truth here is I just don't know. I haven't seen enough of Jamel Hill. I know he's been in the UFC for a while. I think he's had like five or six fights, but it's like he had a no contest due to like some issue doping or something. He had that weird flu. That was weed. I'm pretty sure by the way. Weed. Oh, that's, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's the octagon time. We haven't seen that fight ended in a minute 51 OSP ended in the second round halfway. And then Paul Craig and Jimmy Crute were both within two minutes. So it's like, I just, other than the Darko Stozic fight, who he's out of the UFC, has been for a while. It's it's a stylistically a good fight for him. I, I haven't seen him against that that upper level talent. And although Johnny Walker has fallen on tough times, I do I do think he's still upper level talent to an extent. For sure, is the potential. So we've got the favorite. We've got the favorite Jamel Hill. Not a whole lot of line movement from mid Jan when this one opened. Okay. Okay. But sitting at minus two forty-five. Wow! Oh ha! Wow! And match DK, dude. I that's really, bigger than I expected, though. Wow! I really thought I was going to take that one. Like I genuinely thought I had that one. Wow! Two four five. So that that's like two twenty-five is coming back. It is two oh five coming back. They they juice you on those big ones. Yeah. But it's still two in front of it. Interesting. Well, we will be back later this week, probably what, Thursday night out Friday morning with the main episode prepping for UFC Vegas 48 and recapping UFC 271. Um, but Dan, for now, closes out with Poha. 3-2 lead on the year. Poha, Poha, Poha. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.